Charles Paris had never thought that he looked like a murder victim, and for most of his life he didn't. But then, someone who looked a little like the actor apparently got himself murdered, and Charles Paris was faced with the unusual prospect of employment. It was for a programme called Public Enemies, one of the rash of true crime series which had suddenly appeared on British television. Like the others in the genre, the hour-long public enemies programmes used a worthy, pious, together-we-can-beat-crime approach to pander to its audience's worst instincts of prurience and ghoulishness. The programme was presented with straight-faced grittiness by self-appointed man of the people Bob Garston, who, after lucrative excursions into the lighter areas of television game shows, had returned to what he continuously described as his no-nonsense, hard-bitten journalistic roots. Usually he also managed to get a reference to working at the coalface of real life into the same sentence. Public Enemies was produced for ITV by West End Television in association with Bob's Your Uncle Productions. Bob Garston had, in common with many other successful presenters and writers, formed his own production company to secure a bigger slice of profits and greater control over the shows he worked on. The company's name reflected his game-show identity rather than his serious crime-fighter image, but was retained because its on-screen credit had already appeared on a good few programmes. That put Bob's Your Uncle into an exclusive minority, way ahead of the recent proliferation of other independent production companies which had never made a programme. Charles had worked for WET before, but never through an independent producer, and from his first interview for the job, one morning early in November, he was aware of tensions between Roger Parks, executive producer for the parent company, and Bob's Your Uncle Productions, represented by Bob Garston himself. The presenter had always regarded shows he worked on as private adventure playgrounds for his ego. The involvement of his own production company seemed to him completely to vindicate this attitude and justify the inexorable imposition of his will on every aspect of the proceedings. In common with most megalomaniacs, Bob Garston totally lacked the ability to delegate. His management style depended on personally monitoring all details of the production process. The workload this entailed might from time to time threaten to drive him into the ground, but at least doing everything himself allayed Bob Garston's increasingly paranoid fears that somebody might be doing something behind his back.